darkness between the stars comes your voice from the void, a place for conversations on the occult and the esoteric. Thank you for tuning in to this strange signal. We have stumbled upon a strange signal on this episode. It's Nene Wedgwood, who lives in western Kentucky and is a student of the Fae. How are you doing tonight, Lady? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing some creation inspired by my, you know, the, my entourage, as I could say. Um, but they do, uh, they do really enhance your creativity. So, I'm following them tonight. Very well. Sounds good. We always like for our creativity to be enhanced. Um, we were talking before we started recording, and you said that you had been interacting with the Fae for longer than you could remember. Yeah. Did you have a Fae circle or anything around your home, or do you remember how this connection, or have you discovered how this connection came to be? I've been doing some different uh, activities to try to get better communication out of uh, my... And the best I can figure is this is my fairy godfather, which I still haven't heard of, and I haven't found anything of anyone else having one. Um, but in our communications through divining with a pendulum, uh, he is a part of me, but I am not a part of him. So that seems like it would indicate uh, you know if I'm not a part of him it's not like fey heritage but I am he is a part of me which could mean mentor or foil you know there's there's all sorts of things that could they could mean but uh, he doesn't right. wish me harm. He wants me to do the things I need need to do to be on the path of light and to use the gifts I've been given to work with light and help people. How specifically, I don't know yet, but it's a very interesting journey that uh, about a year and a half I've really been dedicated to. To do in okay, on so purpose the, what I do instinctually. So for the last year and a half, you have been in very direct, purposeful communication. Yes. What was the communication like before that? Oh, just, um, oddly enough, if it was a voice or, or, um, lots of pictures. We talk in picture or situation, or, you know, he does, um, the, the communication is by, uh, talking, but then talking about what we're seeing from each other until we're clear about what we're talking about. It's not, it's so not English. You know, obviously, because right. it's a fairy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you always interacted? And I know you said that you've always had a connection with the Fae. Have you always interacted with them? 
Yes. Um, when I was a child, I would talk about lights I saw or look at that pretty flaw or um, I would be afraid of something I saw. And I was always told, you know, there's nothing there. That's not real. You know, you're just, you're imagining things. And I'm like, ah, no. No, 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 I couldn't imagine some of this stuff. And uh, so I really just took it as having an overactive uh, imagination as a child. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Be, you know, grow up at some point and stop, you know, dealing, you know, not looking for magic. And that's when I went wrong. I stopped looking for magic. So that's a, that was a big thing about it. And finding the magic inside you was a help. Because there's a lot of stories about fairies being bad, but there's a lot about them doing good. You know, they like things like joy and, uh, and, their purpose is to go through stages that make them better too. So our our journeys in life aren't that different. It's just like for instance of flower fairies that happens in you know, however long a plant will bloom. What two months sometimes? Less than that? You know, uh, they're the ones that are here to show us joy. Because they live such a joyously short life. That's interesting. I don't think of the Fae as being short-lived. I, I can't think of them as being almost eternal in a way. That's because, say, the cycles. Are, and, and there is a hierarchy in fairies. You know, you have your your flower fairies, your frost fairies that that do a job, you know, elementals, things like that. Uh, they're really great and easy to talk to and to interact with and, you know, some positive interactions. Trees, nymphs. Oh, I have a favorite tree downtown. Me and him do a lot of magic together. Uh, and then you get, like, some middling ones and that's where you get some of your questionable fellas, you know, that are a little more mischievous and they are helpful, but then again, you just can't call it wrong because it's different culture. You just have to be aware of the higher up on the ladder, you got to be really sharp about uh, your dealings with them because... They are masters at what they do, but the lower end are the ones that don't live as long, you know, uh, or go into hibernation like tree nymphs and and things like that, annual plants, but just your average perennial that lasts as long as the plant lasts. Okay, what you're describing sounds very familiar to what I would just call well, a, a flower spirit or a tree spirit. Yeah. And I think of them very similarly to like animal spirits or totemic shamanic stuff. 
do you see them as being the same or is there something different there or is it just the worldview that I'm looking at it is different? It's probably the cultural differences uh, between our growing up. Mine was Swedish and English and, and Irish. So those are the very, those are the views I have and the most that I have uh, researched so far. I'd love to, in some right. Japanese, uh, I would love to hear about some other cultures, fairy spirits, you know, the, the other spirits that don't necessarily, uh, chaotic neutral, you know, they don't necessarily do as you would ask, there are favors involved, you can, you can piss them off by doing just the smallest thing and then they'll mm-hmm. be they'll take your things and put them places you know it's uh navigating the fairy culture is takes a lot of knowledge and yeah that's an, another thing that I associate them with is that they are very mischievous and I don't want to say childlike, even though I think that is often how they are portrayed in folklore, but that there is, you know, a a court system, a a very specific set of etiquette that you are supposed to follow when dealing with them. And that is one of the reasons that I have never really dug into dealing with the face, because I know that I don't know the etiquette and I don't know the the proper uh, ways of conveying a message without offering insults. Yeah, you know, it it's just like any socially awkward position. You you try not to dig yourself a hole while still being uh respectful to one another because it, in no matter what, they're not greater creatures than us, you know. We're humans. We have our place on this earth. You know, these aren't God-level creatures. They're uh, other-dimensional or, you know, just-to-the-left-of-reality kind of creatures. I like that. Just-to-the-left-of-reality. Just-to-the-left-of-just over a little bit, you know? You know, there's, there's some entities out there and fairy is starting to be used to encompass a lot of a certain type of energy mm-hmm. uh, and as far as the hierarchy you do have two courts you have the seely and the unseely right. and depending on the weather you've got whoever is dominant and those people you know their their section will be more dominant during that time so, uh, mostly I advise, unless you have like been doing this, just, just stay down with the elementals and the wind and the, and asking for help with your, um, with your spell work. Cause they're, they're great helpers with spell work, you know, and easy to, easy to appease for the most part, you know, depending on what you got. They like little offerings of fruit and and cream and and alcohol. That's Irish fairies. 
love alcohol. Um, right. And honey, you know, uh, do things that would please them, and, and they would please you too. Keep a tidy, at least, room in the house. Plants, rocks. Oh my gosh, they love rocks. And just a little spot that can be theirs, your own little fairy corner table display you know show them that you're interested in having a relationship with them and your intent will attract at first what will help you most okay so this little fairy corner or or whatever is it would you describe it as an altar, or is it not quite to the level of an altar? It's up to what you want to call it. You can call it a fairy altar if you want to. You can call it a grotto, or, or a, you know, a secret space, the mushroom home. What what you call it isn't important. It's the intent you use as you put it together. You want to act like you're making a room for a for a treasured guest to arrive because that's how you know you attract them with gratitude and happy thoughts and and the right ones will come and check that out because they're like oh you know this looks like fun let's go check this out right okay now i've known you for Quite a while. Many years. Yeah, that many years. And I've always known that you um, have practiced in the occult. I didn't realize that you were so heavily involved in, in the with the Fae until relatively recently. And I know that you, again, have stated that, that they have been with you for a long time. But did you ever do other types of will working or has it always been very face centered because sometimes we have things that are with us that we for lack of a better term don't necessarily appreciate so and, and you might focus our energies in other directions was that the case with you or have you always been more on the face side of the ledger um i cannot discount them from anything i've ever done because they are always there it's like having or be able to hear things that other, like other frequencies that other people can't hear, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they filter absolutely everything I've done, you know, okay. going to church and all that. They were there telling me, you know, well, that's almost how it happened, you know, or, uh, or keeping me distracted by the lights and the and the, the noise and distracting me from the uh, emotion because I am also an empath, which mm-hmm. um, affects a lot of what I uh, what I handle and how I interact with energy. It's um. See, I, I I don't know that I would say I'm into the occult, but mm-hmm. I am an energy worker. Okay. That's what I do. I 
am somewhere and I I can actively say we're going to turn this energy this way. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it works unless the social anxiety gets in the way. And then, so, um, it's just one of those things. Uh, I'm a light worker. I don't deal in dark stuff. Which is weird because there's so many dark stories about fairies. But it's not like I chose to deal with them. They're a part of me. Right. Yeah, that was actually a question that I was going to ask. Because I also... Um, as you were saying, there are a lot of dark stories with the Fae, and I do kind of conceive of, at least perhaps unfairly, the Unseelie as being very dark. So being a light energy worker, mm-hmm. how do you reconcile the two? Well, the thing is, we can't judge them by our look of light and dark because it is not the same. We we can't hold them to human standards because they're not human. Uh, there's a certain uh, because I'm not involved much with what they do. I have not been asked to do so. I can't discount it in the future, but for now, oh, I would have to put it down to you you don't have to like all of something. Like, you don't have to like all the people in the world. You know, you're never going to meet most of them. You're not required to like them. So, I don't have to like um let's call it negative intentioned beings, but um, I can make the choice not to work with them, you know, and not to give attention to them because I am working for the light. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it would be impossible to acknowledge all of the fairy energy, you know, personally as I, as I go around my day. So I just stick to the ones that are helpful to me, you know, have have gathered and wanted a relationship with me. And then I have, I just deal with like the, the, the tourists, the touristy ones as they come along. Right. So if you don't mind, um, tell me a little bit about the ones that you work with on a regular basis. Oh, I have, um, let's see, I just have a, a few elementals that that I can call on to work with me if I want to. Uh, I don't call them by name. Um, there's a big thing about naming with fairies. You don't give them your name, and they're certainly not going to give you yours. So I have a practice of uh, naming them and them not, and then naming me. And, uh, like, I just have little fire elements, like, elementals that like to come and help me out if I want to do a candle ritual. Or I have, uh, 
pretty much all of them that are outside in the wind want to, like, make me enjoy being out in the wind. Um, I I talk to, to trees. Like, I've got one downtown called Uncle, uh, call him Grandpa. And he has the perfect rocks for sitting under and doing work. It's, um, it's just an individual thing. Sometimes I'll momentarily connect with uh, a place I drove by, you know, a, a lot or grass or trees. But as far as working with every day, it's just whichever ones want to answer my uh, invitation. There is Prince. Now, he is the one that has been with me the longest. And I really, um, I didn't know he was around until, uh, I did a ritual with angels, which, uh, I was unsure of. I, you know, wasn't sure I was going to blow up into flames or something. Um, but hosting the angel was very helpful, and through his interactions, I was able to uh, feel the manifestation of the one I'm calling Prince. It's sure. like Prince, the uh, rock artist, not a prince. You know, he likes yeah. to think he's more aristocratic than he is, but really, he's Prince. So what made you decide to do an angel ritual? What was the intent? Well, Evie was doing the angel ritual. So um, uh-huh. my intent was to do my part and see how that interacted with these visitors. And uh, it was a very, very, I guess, transcendent event. Dude, uh, it's like the best of sci-fi. <laughs> I, you know, the only reason I know it happened is because I was there when yeah. it happened. I've got some experiences like that. That's the only reason I believe that they happened is because I was there for them. So I completely understand that. I didn't know that Evie, and for those listeners who don't know, Evie is Laney's twin sister. Um, I didn't know Evie didn't um, angel magic. Well, she was just wanting to connect to uh, our supposed angelic advisors. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of esoteric belief out there, and, and even you know ones that follow um, Christianity traditions. So she um, wanted to host angels. And they're supposed to come in and help you uh, find more about yourself and then task you with a task, stay for uh, a week, and then leave. And I was, uh, I was meditating on my, on being open to whatever was about to happen because for days, the buildup of 
anticipation and energy was insane. Yeah, I can imagine so. And when it finally came, uh, the experience I had was like the weirdest dreams from anime shows. I had like fairies in the room and light coming out of doorways and and uh, and there was Uriel, and I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... I was like, holy shit! But the thing was, my room was filled with, I guess, my fairies or ones that wanted to be there or ones Prince brought. I don't know why they were there. Big ones, small ones, ones that looked like. Apu from, you know, this or that. Um, not Apu. Yeah. The... Airbender? Uh, oh, okay. No, I was thinking the, the yeah. guy from The too. Simpsons. So. Um, and there was this being there, and I could tell he was higher on the list than and what else was in the room uh, higher in the hierarchy and he was grounding me I felt like I was levitating but he has arms around me and while Uriel to- talked to us he was like you know you can have her but respectful because he knows when he's in above his head too sure. you know so, it, it was really interesting to finally see him and to have him, you know, protect like that. Right. Hmm. Really interesting. So, did he, did Uriel give you a task, or because of the presence of Prince, did that part of it not happen? No, it was beautiful. He uh, looked at me with fondness and adoration that you have for a puppy who doesn't know what she's doing yet or you know a human child you know it just was this feeling of love and joy and you know you were such an amazing unique existence that you know I am pleased with your with you and I was you know, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and um, he basically told me to keep doing what I was doing. Uh, and he was irritated because all of my tarot readings, all of my intuitive readings from other people, all my stuff that I'd done had been saying you need to be working on, you know, your light work and your intuition and your things like that. Because that is what you're going to be needed for. I'm like, needed for. Okay. Dude, this is not a uh, quest book. You know, this is an adventure book. But I, I, need, I feel the need to learn what I can. Because it's best, it might be important. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All knowledge is important. Yes, I agree with that. I do believe that all knowledge is important. 
and speaking of knowledge, you have started teaching some classes. And as a matter of fact, you just, to my knowledge, taught your first one not that long ago. What was that about? My first class was about introduction to fairies. And uh, what it was is, you know, we went over some of the old lore, what people thought about them, when that changed, and because there's lore on both sides saying that fairies and humans used to live together. Uh, and then there, there was ones like, especially from Ireland, who talk about them as being uh, non-desirable neighbors. So uh, I, I touched on that. I touched on little things like um, if you want to, you know, invite them in to invite in with like a, bring a plant in or succulent that will bring in a fairy. Sure. And they're probably not, you know, they don't have this feeling of good and not good as in intent. They're like, ooh, I have to grow. And, and while I do it, I provide joy. So that's where I would start. And then um, just when you're out on a walk, pay attention to what's going on even more so. You know, look at the trees, not as a piece of wood, but as the host of a existing being. You know, uh, just look at the water's edge and right. see if you don't see something that doesn't match up to what you know. And and be grateful always. Avoid yeah. thank you. So. It's not thank you, it is I receive this with gratitude. Because thank you is dismissive. I appreciate or I gratitude is much more accepted way to say it. Hmm. I have never thought of thank you as dismissive. Very interesting. If formal language, ancient language, eh. Sure. Yeah. The difference in the cultures that you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on doing other uh, classes? My next class is on gardening to put flowers in your garden that will attract you fairies. Uh, like, attract groups more than just the one that belongs in the fairy. Or in the flower. Yeah. And, um... I, I'm not sure how I'm going to pull this one off because I have a black thumb. I can <laughs> keep succulents alive, and that is about it. So, um, well, I mean, even if you can just tell people what plants attract what thing, that would be very helpful in that, I'm sure. Yeah, just passing on the knowledge. And then the one after that is on April 30th, where I am going to do a protection class how to protect your energy uh your helpful fairy energy and to ward off the ones that wish you harm and that's also the night of beltane which is a big uh Mm -hmm. big 
celebration and um, one of the big things that come off the Beltane is the night hunt where they go and hunt down whatever runs from the sound of their trumpets. If you got caught up in that noise, you could be, mm-hmm. as the story goes, dragged and or run until you, you die. The yes. worse. So... Uh, I thought yes, it would be a good time hunch. to do it. I thought it'd be like a, a good time to do it as a uh, scary story version, you know, turn mm-hmm. the lights dim down and turn like some little candles on and be like, once upon a time, and be like, ah, have everybody just freaked out a little bit. <laughs> yes. I don't know what yeah. to talk about next. I'm like. Huh. That was a lot of information. I'm sure some of it will it make was, sense. It was, and actually, <laughs> a lot of it did. Actually, I think we probably will. Um, like you said, it was a lot of information. Go ahead and wrap up. Is uh-huh. you know, um, you mentioned using your pendulum and stuff to communicate and to get messages. Yeah. What? other forms of divination other than pendulum do you use? I know you mentioned tarot cards earlier. That's about it. And then intuition and uh, meditation to uh, connect with whatever I'm trying to connect with. The the pendulum well, it gives me the yes and no answers. It allows us to connect uh, and see images from each other. Right. Okay. And then sometimes automatic writing depends on what's going mm-hmm. on. You know, dreams. Wow. Wow. I keep a dream journal. Nice. So lucid mm-hmm. dreaming and automatic writing. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to start the conversation and um, the the reply will come if you just start drawing words. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. I'm sure there's technique and stuff to it, but like I said, I'm still trying to put all this together from uh, instinctual to I did that on purpose. Right, right. Well, it sounds like you are making headway in that path and, and transitioning from instinctual working to um, purposeful working. Uh and I'm glad to hear that you have started offering classes because I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding about the Fae. And with your classes, hopefully that will clear a lot of that up. Um, as you get closer to them and, and start to promote them, please let me know and I'll share them along oh, the channel so that people can become aware of them. Um, I think we will stop here for the eve. Uh, you have shared a lot of information with me and I appreciate that. I am very grateful. Aw, you're welcome. I'm always happy to just try to share about this because, you know, it's not something people talk a lot of or without the hushed or without the fairy godmother or without, you know, the tropes are insane in the fairy uh, world. 
Right. Yeah, there's a lot of, of trope knowledge about the Fae out there. That, and I, I will admit that that is a, a lot of where my own knowledge about them comes along. Like I said, I've never really interacted with them consciously anyway. I mean, I've been in places that had face circles and that kind of things, but mm-hmm. uh, um, that has been pretty much the extent. But, again, thank you. And oh, you're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and thank you for I listening sure will. to your voice from the void. <laughs>